Yeah, thank you for this chance just to, uh, to get together and to, to speak and to teach uh, your word and um, see the importance of having close relationships and, and being in community. God, we looked at that a lot in, in different ways, either in, in here um, or uh, in Sunday school, God. Maybe we see the importance of being together, uh, of, of building strong relationships that are, are focused on you and, and built around your word. And uh, God, may we just be that kind of friend for somebody, maybe look for those kind of people um, in our own lives, God. Shame I pray. Amen. All right, welcome to week two of our atomic series. Uh, of course, we looked at last week about atoms and how they're small, but they make a big difference. They, they create everything, right? And about how tiny things can make a huge difference is kind of what the series is about. I posted yesterday on Instagram, uh, kind of last week's question, you know, to you know, make it a habit to spend time with God. And I asked on Instagram, how many of you, what are you guys doing to spend time with God? And I got zero answers, which is fantastic. It's what I love when I post questions on Instagram is to get zero response from students. Um, that's why I post it, so I do get no response. Which almost, I mean, either you just don't want to answer that or you aren't spending time with God. I mean, that's the, those are the two choices. Um, hopefully you just didn't want to just answer. So hopefully you guys, when you see those questions, I really would like feedback. That's why I ask those questions. So. <clears throat> but every day... You and I wake up with a certain amount of energy, right? Once you actually wake up and, and maybe you drink coffee or you start functioning like a real human, you've got a lot of energy um, to work with once you actually kind of get going, right? And uh, then that's where the pressure begins. There's pressure to, to pick out your outfit unless you go to let's, you know, have a school uniform. You don't, you know, you don't really worry about it. Um, some people may not really worry about what they wear because they wear the same thing every day. Um, interact with your family without getting into a fight before you leave your home or getting out the door on time make sure you don't get to school late or uh, maybe answering the text that you've been putting off or something, whatever. So what are some other ways, some, what are some areas, what things drain your energy throughout the day? Bath. Bath? What do you Math. Math, yes. Well, I mean, it could be, I don't know. But school. It's a school period, the whole thing. Okay. Anybody else? What else drains your energy? Math and school, yes. Um, frustration. Frust- Anxiety, anger, stuff. Okay. Yeah. Chores. 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 Okay. Volleyball. Volleyball. Sister. Sister. Stupid people. Stupid people. Yes. What if you are the stupid people? I'm just, I'm just asking. I'm not saying you are. I'm just asking. I'm just asking that a lot. All right. But by the end of the day, you, you've, you've given so much of your time and your energy that you're left with only a little bit of time to give at the end of the day. As the day goes on, it makes sense that you'd be a bit snappy maybe with other people. For most of us, we probably have had some bad habits when it comes to the way we treat other people. Especially when we're under pressure. We can get short-tempered. We can ignore people. We can put ourselves first. We can invest less time in our relationships. The truth is, our relationships, they have a huge impact on our lives and on our faith. But when we fail to develop a good habits when it comes to our relationships, uh, we're missing out on a big opportunity to grow. So the question is, how, how can we develop better habits when it comes to our friends and family? How can we develop better habits when it comes to our friends and family? That's what we're going to look at, kind of where we're going to be 
um, today. Everybody has habits, even when you don't notice them. But sometimes when life hits us with a, with a jolting experience, our habits are often revealed under pressure. Kind of like that countdown, to pick that countdown on purpose. Um, especially the bad habits in our lives can be revealed under pressure. I'm going to run through a few scenarios. I'm going to ask you at the very end the simple question. What would you do when this happens, right? So you're running late somewhere. So you're running late and somebody's texting you. And they just want a quick answer back, but you're busy. What would you do? Wait to text them back? Leave them on open or red? I'd say, hold on, I'm busy right now. Not respond? All right, here we go. You're having a hard time. Do you ask someone for help or do you spend time alone? You're having a hard time. Do you ask somebody for help or do you spend time alone? Let me see if you ask for help. Let me raise your hand. Let me see anybody. It doesn't matter. It just says you're having a hard time. That's all it says. You're having a hard time. I mean, I don't know. I'm, just pick, pick a scenario that happens often in your life that you're having a hard time with, whether it be a friend or sports or school, whatever. Do you, do you ask for help or do you spend time alone? All right, next one. Something really painful just happened. A family member, a family member asks how you're doing. How do you respond? Fine. Fine. Cutter says, depends on the, the family member, he would you'd probably tell them the truth instead of just fine. I'd say fine, Something really painful happened to you. Family member asked you how you're doing. How would you respond? What would you do? Would you just say, I'm fine? Yeah. Honestly, I you know, hopefully you guys are aware that there are people in your life that when they ask you how you're doing, they generally want to know how you're doing. Just for the record, if I ask you how you're doing, I generally want to know how are you doing. So if, if you tell me, so I mean, you can say fine if you really are fine, but if things aren't fine, I would love to know and be able to do what I can to pray for you or to help you. That's, that's, that's who I am. That's what I do, okay? Last one. A, uh, a friend hurts you or betrays you one day, but sends a friendly text message the next day. What would you do? Your friend hurts you, betrays you, something happened. And then they text you nicely the next day. Do what? You leave your friends. All right, high-pressure high situations can make or break our relationships. So what kind of habits can we develop now so our relationships don't break when we're under that pressure? Uh, I've been on enough mission trips in my life, uh, enough youth camps, uh, that by the end of the week, sometimes the pressure eventually gets to people, and there can be some short attention spans with other people. Right? Anybody ever felt that way before or seen that before? You may have you know, seen those things. It's important that we begin to develop those habits now before when the time is needed and we need to, like, maybe chill out. But we want to get done beforehand before that we get there. Bless you. If you have your Bible, turn over to John chapter 15. 
John 15 is where we're going to be. I didn't have a chance to uh, put this onto the app. Um, I've been asked to preach as of yesterday, so I've been a little overdrive working on that stuff. John, that, no. This is already scheduled way back in uh, like May. This lesson, like for this week. Actually, yeah. All right, John 15, verse 9 is where we're going to be in a minute. But there's a moment in Scripture when Jesus speaks to his friends. He's under a lot of pressure and he knows that his disciples are about to be under a lot of pressure too. So this conversation is captured by one of his disciples named John. Jesus had a lot, has a lot to say to his friends in this passage because he knows the time is coming when he's going to die and his followers will face a huge crisis. Uh, to help prepare them for what's coming, uh, Jesus talks about their friendships with God and each other. And he even gives them a strategy, strategy to help strengthen their relationships with each other. Uh, so here we are in John uh, 15, verse 9. As the Father has loved me, so have I have loved you. Uh, abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have uh, uh, just I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. Uh, these things I have spoken to you, right? Oh, yeah. These things I have spoken to you, good grief, that my joy may be in you, that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. I don't know if you've ever thought of someone that's important to you, and thought, I would die for them. I don't know if you ever thought that, you know. That's the kind of commitment that Jesus was, is encouraging us <clears throat> to, to make to each other. But the truth is, massive, dramatic, over-the-top kind of displays of love aren't exactly what Jesus is talking about here. That, that's one way to love someone, but you can't really make it a habit to die for someone, right? Because that's like, one thing, that's like something you can do like one time max, because you would... You would die. So you can't do that every day. And so let's think about this a little, about the little almost invisible, almost atomic ways that we can love each other. Because we can definitely make it a habit to love each other in small but powerful ways. We don't have to literally die for someone in order to make sacrifices for them, but we can love one another with very simple, everyday sacrifices. I want you guys to look up here. There's a screen up here. Um, I know a lot of you guys are looking at your phone right here and not really paying attention tonight. Um, I'm going to play a video for you guys so you can move from one screen to the next for me. I would appreciate it. This was our president, the Lord was by his side. So I have all the way here to this apartment, upstairs, one, two. Then Greg was talking about, and that's what his friend said, he needed him. Yeah, the 
there. She got laid out, and then his mother thought about it. What can you do about saying that she wanted a bow? It's a very good bow in the damage scene. After the last person, they want to have to bet in brothers. That's crazy. So this guy saved this kid. This kid saved 17 people during Harvey on an air mattress. So Dickinson uh, is just, um, it's probably kind of southeast a little bit uh, of, of Houston. It's close to, uh, it's, it's just south of, of Webster where NASA is located. It's right over there. Um, so I went to Dickinson for um, a choir concert, uh, one of my students, several months after Harvey, and, and still seeing the stuff from this town, um, it was crazy. So this whole video is like five, five, almost six minutes long. It's really neat, some of the things that, that, um, that you see, but it's crazy because like, there's like houses and the water's like, I mean, like just this short of like going on to the roof of the house. That's how deep the, I mean, I don't know if you guys truly understand how bad this really was. Uh, we couldn't get home because the water was only this deep on our road, I mean, from the ground. It's only like that deep, and that was pretty bad. But this, these people had water like up to here. I mean, that's, can you picture that, this, this high of water? That's, it's stupid. That shouldn't, that shouldn't happen. But it's crazy to think that's what happened. And then this kid has an air mattress, and he's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go save people on my little makeshift boat here. 17 people on a dog he saved. That's, nobody else would think this is crazy. Okay. Um, I, but I imagine when he woke up that morning, which, which at the beginning of the video, it's like at 3 in the morning. This is happening at like 2 or 3 a.m., okay? Um, he probably never imagined he'd be rescuing a friend, another friend, and then a neighbor, and then, you know, even a dog. And like I said, eventually, because of his investments in other people, he saved 17 people. You might not end up doing something like Virgil did, but you have no idea that the impact that your investments in others can now can can make an impact other people. Um, I mean, this kid impacted lives, and who knows what those the people the lives that he saved? Who knows what those lives are going to do because of his efforts? It's, it was pretty cool. Uh, if you have a, your the Bible app or Bible, turn to Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes four. It's over in the Old Testament. A long time before Jesus arrived on earth, the biblical book of Ecclesiastes is written by a guy named Solomon, one of the wisest men to ever live. He's writing about friendship. Has anybody ever heard of the movie Without a Paddle? Anybody heard? It's a funny movie. It's a funny movie. This, there's this, this, so the scripture I'm about to read to you, every time I read this scripture, I have the scene where they're in the cave together in my mind when I read this scripture. So Brandon, start laughing in a minute whenever you, I get there. <clears throat> it says, Ecclesiastes 4, 9. Two are better than one <clears throat> because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Verse 11. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. The idea that we need each other is not new. This is written a long time ago. God created us for relationships and the benefits are pretty amazing and, and just they're pretty practical. When you got a friend you have you have support. Right? 
If you're alone and you face a major challenge or defeat or hurt, um, you're going to have a hard time handling it on your own. It might even be impossible. Um, when Mark's mom passed away, he texted. I mean, this was like um, shortly after, like very shortly after he texted um, and said she passed. Um, the first thing he told us after that she passed was, I don't know how people who don't have Christ can make it through this kind of pain. That's hurt, right? But he knew that he has his family, his real family and his family up here at the church to help him go through these hard times. But when we're struggling to stand, the people we love can hold us up, right? So we have support. And when you have a friend, you have, you have a, a, a defense, right? Or defense. We all need people in our corner, especially when life pressures get the best of us. We need somebody on our side. There's a reason the tripod has three legs. Okay, you put your camera on there, take a picture, right? If you only have one leg, of the, so the, all those poles can go down, you can have like one pole sticking up. If I try to take a picture and let go of the camera, what's going to happen to the camera if it has one leg? It's going to fall over, right? And if I put up one more down and there's two, it'll maybe stand a little bit longer. Maybe if I like jam it into the dirt, but on here, it's going to be hard to kind of balance. Eventually, it's going to fall, right? Or it's easy to just barely knock it and it'll fall over. If all three parts of the tripod down, it's steady and it's because harder to move, right? Correct? This is just how physics works. So we need relationships to keep us safe and supported when life gets difficult. But if we don't uh, make investing in our relationships uh, a habit, those relationships may not be there when we truly need those relationships. And we all have relationships, but there are some relationships that we need, we will need more than others. Uh, like your inner circle people, like your, like, your, like your bestest of friends, right? The woods will always answer your, I need someone to talk to text. Okay, those kind of people, you have to have those people. The people who have the biggest impact on your life and faith because of how much do they actually invest in you. The scripture makes it clear where we were created for relationships with God and with each other. In many ways, our relationships with others can have huge impacts on our relationship with God. And especially the relationships that are closest to us. So if you want to grow closer to God over time, and my prayer is I hope you do want to grow closer to God over time. We need to take a look at the people we're growing closer to over time. If you want to be surrounded by people who support and defend us in our lives and our faith, then we need to make sure it's a habit to invest in our relationships. I've heard the quote, I don't remember who the quote is attributed to, but I've heard the quote, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Have you ever heard that before? Anybody ever? Look at your friends right now. And that's, that's kind of who your, your future may be like. Like, are those kind of people, people you want in your life? Or are those kind of people maybe you don't really want in your life and in your future? That's kind of, kind of what that, that the quote is saying. But the thing is, we really need each other. Um, but, if, you know, we have that, all the different things that drain us. With the, you know, the energy of, of trying to just put up with people or doing schoolwork or whatever. Our energy can be zapped. And if we're not careful, investing in our relationships, which needs investing... They can come last and they don't really get the full attention that they need. And investing in others might be easier to understand if we break it into, into three words. We did this last week as well. The first one is time. You can invest in the people you, who matter to you by spending time with them. That makes sense, right? But the thing is, 
Invest your time in them, even when it's not convenient for you. When it's not convenient for you. Or the second one is communication. You can invest in them by being open, honest, and clear with your words. I mean, if they hurt you, tell them. How many of you guys openly, frequently tell your friends that you love them? You got a few. I didn't see a single guy's hand go up. I'm not surprised. But, I mean, do you? Yeah. You do? Huh? So there's, you, have, so you have some people, right? I mean, it's, it's not weird. It's not, it's not weird to say I love you to your friends. You're supposed to be able to say I love you to your friends. That's the whole point. Oh. Well, maybe you need different friends. I don't know. You, I mean, there's supposed to be these people that are supposed to be able to, to be with you and support you through things. And if they can, I mean, God calls us to love people anyways, right? And the last one is, uh, is work. You can invest in them by being willing to put in effort when things get challenging, when they need you to support or defend them. It takes work. Any relationship takes work, whether it be friends or, or a, a marriage relationship. Any relationship takes work. It takes communication. It takes time. So we're going to get specific. How does this actually work? How, how are you supposed to... Good grief. How, how are you supposed to invest in other people? So we have those three words. Time, communication, and work. How, how can you take one of those three things and invest in somebody else? This is where you guys answer the question out loud. Do what? So you have time, commitment, and, or communication and work. How can you use one of those three things? Give me an exa- specific example of how you can use that. Yeah, like if they're not as strong in that subject as you are, then you can definitely... I mean, like a, Well, yeah. Yeah. What else? Communication. Time, communication. Yeah, if, if they had... If you, if you saw that they had a rough day or something happened or if, you know, some tragedy happened, then be like, hey, how are you doing? Work. Like putting in the effort. Putting in the effort... Um, you know, to either support them, defend them, or... Yeah. Because if, if you have an issue arise, some kind of a problem, should you put in the work to make that relationship stronger? Hopefully, I mean, hopefully you kind of have a relationship. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, kind of like we did uh, this last... Last week, we have this, what's called habit stacking. What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? How was practice? Nice. But like I said last week, we did this thing called habit stacking, where you, you take, you take a, a habit that you have, with whether it be brushing your teeth or pooping, or whatever your habit is that you have every day, and adding a habit to go with it because you already do that habit. That's what habit is. So you have after, before, I blank, I will blank. That's habit stacking. And you guys already have a ton of habits you do every day. You may not think of them as habits, but they, they really are habits. And so that's the best way to make a new habit is to attach it to an old habit. So we're going to first choose a habit that you want to develop. Whether Remember, so we have the time, communication, and work. We're talking about being a good friend and investing in friendship. So you have time. Are you going to spend time with somebody? 
Are you going to communicate better with your friend? Or how are you going to work harder to be a better friend? Those are your three things. How, what, what habit do you want to improve on? Like, say these out loud. I want to hear some of these things. So, so, so you're just communicating. So give me a better, like, more specific dialed in detail of how you're going to communicate to be a better friend. Okay, check up on people more. So, so you're going to be like, after or before I, after you brush your teeth in, in the morning, I'm going to text th- three of my friends or one of my friends or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. See, that's how it's done. There you go. No, you're fine. So that's what I want, to, I want you guys to think about is, is your, whatever the first thing is you do, whether it's, you know, like I said, brushing your teeth, charging your phone, taking a shower after you feed your pet or riding to school or on your way to school or doing homework or after you get on TikTok for three and a half hours or eating dinner, whatever it is, whatever your habit is, because you all have a habit, some habits, a bunch every day, pick a habit and find one of these three ways, time, communication, or work. And make it specific, like 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 Jordan said. Uh, after I do this, I'm going to text my friend. Like if it's in the morning, I'm going to text my friend and, and hope they have a good day. That's super easy to do, super not scary at all. That's just being a good friend, hoping that they have a good day, right? That's I want. I want you guys to think through that and some and look at your you know your your habit stacking kind of things. So if your first block is your current habit, like brushing your teeth, and your second block is a new habit, like texting your friend, hope you have a good day. Um, so Jordan, if you did that, what do you think the result would be? Yeah, they feel like you care, genuinely care about them, right? And so that, would your relationship grow closer or would it grow farther apart? Closer, right? So if you did these things, your relationship's just naturally should grow closer together because that's what this kind of stuff is. You know, just what kind of impact do you guys think you can make in someone's life when all of your small investments begin to add up? When you do these things and they're not very big, I mean, we're talking about it's called atomic, which is small stuff. We're just asking you to do something small, something as simple as texting a friend, something as, as telling your friend, hey, I love you. You're, you. you're a great friend. You've been there for me. You know, what, that's... It's, it's whatever. It's fine to tell your friends I love you, I promise. When you add all those small little things up, it's going to amount to something huge. Because remember, we looked at Jesus, and remember laying down your life for someone doesn't have to be a big, grand gesture. It can be the small things because they're powerful as well. So what are some ways you could personally be transformed if you made it a habit to invest in others? You think maybe you might become a little bit more kinder to people, maybe more selfless or maybe more compassionate like Jesus? What are some of ways your faith can be transformed if you invested in the right relationship, those people who actually, you know, can, can pour into you? If you focus your investments on people who help you stick close with God, how might your relationship with God transform over time? Remember, Jesus said that if we obey his commands, we stay close to him. One of his commands is to love other people well. Last week, we, looked, we saw that when you spend time with God consistently over time, you can't help but be transformed. That's what God's Spirit does. And this week, 
Let's think about how when we invest in other people consistently over time, our relationships can't help but be transformed. So this week, I want you guys to give that a try. No matter what, who you've decided to invest in, I don't care who it is, you know. I mean, I care about them, but I don't mean, it doesn't matter to me who. But as long as it's somebody, no matter who you decide to invest in or how, I want you guys to make it a habit to invest in your relationship. God, thank you for this, this chance, to, again, just to talk about the importance of friendships and being the kind of friend that we would want someone to be to us. God, that... Um, that we see that all of these small things, these small investments, these small, kind, compassionate gestures, God, can add up something huge over time. May we see that it's, it's okay to, to, uh, to be kind, it's okay to be compassionate, it's okay to tell our friends I love you, God, and that it's okay to be um, kind of a person. God, may we uh, see the importance of friendships that you've given them to us, God, that you've... Um, ask us to cultivate those. May we just find ways just to um, to deepen those and strengthen those this week, God. Pray for this next little bit of time and our small groups, God, may they be challenged um, just to see how they can step up and be a better friend. Shame I pray. Amen.